I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. hey Hello. Hey, yo. Hello. Hey. Hey. Welcome. Welcome again to uh, to uh, what's this thing called? Really? Really with uh, Tom and Dave? Yes. I'm Dave, and I'm just going to let you figure out the rest yourself, people. Oh, okay. I'm Tom. Mm-hmm. Say there. it five times mm-hmm. fast, and you will sound like a mentally challenged person. That's yeah. how my or name little, works. Or, or a toy drum. You'll sound like a child's <laughs> toy drum. That's true, too. Yeah. Um, did your mic get situated? You were playing with your mic just before we got on here. Oh, I'm going to Oh, and I will continue. You're getting yeah. very kind of There we go. sultry voiced sounding. Yes. This is my FM voice. Story time exactly. It's 4 a.m. and we're going to play some uh, ZZ Top. Driving on the freeway just ooh, put me to sleep. Yeah. Just slowly veer off the road. Um uh, Hey. How are you? I'm good. I'm I'm good. It's uh and yourself? You're uh I can't complain. Doing all right. Yeah. We're in uh it's... week 652 of the writers strike. Yes. So, yep. yes, there's widespread pain in the community, which I guess is uh something. Yeah. Um, well, it's oh, it's character building. <laughs> yes, um, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of love for the uh, studios and the writers right now. Although the actors are, you know, we're all in the big pool of pain. Well, I well I heard the well, I kept I was hearing that there was some movement with the WGA and the AMTPA. Yes, the I won't give a proposal and no I won't give a proposal section seems to be over and they now seem to come to this incredibly unique and novel uh idea of getting into a room together to talk about their issues which uh seems to have eluded them for a few months but uh i don't mm-hmm. you know i'm i'm pretty hopeful i think there is um i i'm biased on the writer's actor side of course i think there's some mm-hmm. good good leverage for negotiations at the moment you know there's a uh, there's a bill actually that was 
that was passed in the California uh, Senate uh, House Assembly, something that is sitting on Newsom's desk. And that would provide unemployment um, for striking workers, mm -hmm. which would be a fairly big deal and would uh, yeah. affect labor negotiations. There, there's some political cases pro and con for that, yeah. um, I'm sure. But, but it, would, it, would, it would definitely give a little more uh, staying power yeah. to, uh, to strikers. It is a thumb on the scale. However, yeah. in this situation, it could be uh, yeah. it could be motivation for the studios to get their act yeah. together, and they are and, being some greedy fucks. So it's uh, yes, and also our our friend Paul Heineck uh, told me that California is looking to decriminalize all hallucinogens, and they, that'll help the strikers as well. I think that'll make the picket <laughs> well, it'll line make the picketing a hell of a lot kind of easier. Yeah, to get little, through. yeah, a little more. Yeah, because you can get enlightened while you're picketing. Oh, <laughs> so, I mean, you don't yeah. even know you're picketing, or you know, I mean, depending yeah. on what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, you could even, I mean, if you go so far as, uh, do some, you know, DMT, you could, you could even visit the entities. Um, yes. Perhaps and get them to negotiate. Yeah, perhaps get them to that intervene on behalf yeah. of, I would assume and hope the writers and actors. Um, yeah. maybe they see themselves I'm, as management though. I got to think, now I got to think entities, I, you know, in a, in a colorful, uh, ge uh geos, like a uh, geometric world of, I got to assume they're definitely uh, labor on the side of labor. I would hope so. I mean, there's different yeah. there's different entities that people experience. There's the sort of mechanical elves. They could be. Yeah. They could they could yeah. lean more conservative. Who knows? You know. Um, well, in that case, I will I'll be I'll be switching over to the it's all demonic camp. <laughs> yeah. If that turns out how, to be the case, how are your DMT travels, Dave? As to last I, am, I checked, uh, last I checked. You can't, you still can't, <laughs> you still can't go on the journey. I I had a failure to launch. Yeah. The last, yeah. The <laughs> first time, that. like, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. When I did it, I, I had the same series when I, I tried it with, uh, with, uh, friend Jeremy and, and did, I think with Jeremy, I hit, I did like three hits oh, and, uh, was still just going, well, nothing except my throat is on fire. I'm going to, I, you know, I feel like I've just you know, inhaled an entire campfire. Oh my God. Um, and that was the good but, shit. I assume, I assume Jeremy yeah, oh, was yeah. long, had long launched. Yeah. And then with Paul, uh, well, Jeremy, Jeremy stayed, he stayed uh, sober when we were doing it. Cause, uh, so he didn't just to make it. sure he didn't completely freak out. But with, with Paul Hynek, we had, uh, a, a friend of his, who was a shaman from, I guess, in Utah. Some, I think he came in from Utah and, uh, he, he brought the stuff and, uh, and he was monitoring everything to make sure everyone was okay. Uh, yeah, and that time I think I, that time I think I did stuff. I did like five hits that Holy time. Banana cakes. And that's the thing. And that was that was one thing where I started. I started to get a little a little bit of movement, and then it's then it started just then it all just started receding. And as I say, for film buffs, I felt like the kid at the end of Shane, you know, chasing after, after Shane, come back, Shane. Come back, and it was because you didn't get the little nuclear rocket they talk about, like the yeah. like you're off nope. into no, you got a little bit of a yeah, it's like a small small jump in the pool. Yeah, so I need to try it again. Yeah, and then uh, I want to, yeah. and I want to hear all about it. And, and I uh, definitely no, yeah, and some at some point, uh, ayahuasca. I want to try that. Um, yeah, that's a lot more labor intensive, isn't it? Like a it's a whole throwing thing, up yeah. and hours. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a tw it's like a yeah multi-hour thing, like twelve hours or something. I don't know. That sounds like a lot. Like again, I would, I would have to check my count. Like I, something would start to really bug me. I, I'm missing something. Yeah. 
or I, you know, what, what do you think if you did it, what, you know, your, what your spirit animal be? Um, my spirit animal. Uh, <laughs> don't you mean, you don't, don't you mean your guide? <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure my spirit animal will be like one of those three legged dogs. Oh, <laughs> that, <laughs> that what you might run into. And you know, jungle you, just, they... you see, you see somebody walking their three legged dog and you go, Oh, that's well, I guess that he's fine with it. I guess the dog doesn't know it's a three-legged dog. No, it's hopping around. It's happy to have yeah. three. Yeah. So I think that's I think that's my spirit animal. Okay. Well, good. That's, that yeah. shows a certain optimism. And a, and a, a, I, I, yeah. I approve. A, a, yeah, an animal oblivious to its own impair, uh, impairment. Mm-hmm. It's a good. Uh, it's a good. And pivot. every once in a while, it, yeah. And every once in a while, it just tips over. So we had a um, uh, a cat. My friend Paul. A long time ago, had a cat named Molly, mm-hmm. and Molly was at uh, t- had two legs, and then two kind of stumpy back legs, and um, so for some reason, Paul was always going on trips, and this was the most high maintenance uh, cat of uh, medical conditions I had ever encountered, and somehow I was getting stuck with Molly all the time. Paul's gone for six months, three months. He may have even still been in LA and was just trying to slowly, slowly like adopt her into my house. Um, and, uh, Christina, my now wife, then just upstairs sort of, uh, you know, not roommate dorm room person. She had a dog named Stella. Mm-hmm. Stella was a Maltese with all sorts of anxiety conditions. And every time she would see Molly, she, you know, would just, t- and her dog would take over her anxieties would be set aside and she would go after Molly with, you know, and Molly, amazingly, would just sort of get those front legs going and just, man, she was rowing and was the fat, like as fast as a normal cat with, she would tuck those little back legs under and she'd be mm-hmm. like flying down the, flying down the hallway. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe I should have protected her better. Like she'd be in the sort of closet, whatever. She got some issues. She got some rashes this month. This is years ago. And I, I'm, you know, she was a sweet cat, but we took her to the vet. And I've never seen, she, we had her in like one of those little containment things because she had this, she had all sorts of problems. I was furious with my friend Paul. For, I'm still mad at Paul. Paul, if you're listening, yeah. fuck you yeah. for sticking me with Molly and all her problems. But uh, Molly had, one of those cat crazy moments, like real cat crazy, like don't mess with the vet was so scared. He was like, I can't take her out of that cage because mm-hmm. when they're this crazy, you have to like break their jaw to get them out of the, out of the pen. And then, so I was like, okay, so I'd gone all the way and I just brought her, brought her mm-hmm. back to, uh, you know, to sort of live out her natural years. So that's my Molly yeah. story. Or semi-natural depending from the sound of it. <laughs> she was, she was a mess, but God bless her. She could move with those legs. And uh, and so there yeah. you go. It's hope for you and your three-legged spirit animal. Um, mm-hmm. And that does lead me to my question, Dave, today, which ah. is, is the glass half full or is it glass half empty? Are we going to see this in a positive light like this last month of UAP, dare I say, shenanigans that are going on out there? Um What's your takeaway, man? We got we, the, you know, yeah. I can I can sort of see both sides a little bit, but uh, I think I think I'm a bit Pollyanna-ish on 
on this. Okay. Yeah, I'm a. I think I remain more of an optimist. I'm getting the pre- I'm getting the impression we haven't we haven't revealed our hands yet to each other. Um, but uh, I think I'm probably a little more of a Pollyanna on this month than you are. Mm-hmm. But I'll let you. I'll let you start. Well, I mean, uh, look. which 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 subject should we look at first? The well, we can get the, let's get NASA out of the way. Because okay. there's a little bit more to chew on with the the Mexico General Assembly, whatever we, however we want to characterize, we got. So I, I mean, look in the good news camp, there are U, UAP hearings all over the place. They're they're yes. falling off the shelves. These UAP hearings. There's there's NASA's having them, Congress is having them, Mexico's having them, and yet they came back with this like the most just fucking. A nothing report. Boring ass. What was the point of all that? We're going to apply some AI to this data. Um, Well, I think what they came back with is a job application. Yeah. I mean, everything about, I read the whole thing through and everything about it, nothing is not, nothing about any data they've looked at, nothing about any of the stories they've researched. They, they put up a bunch of stuff that is explained. Yeah. Uh, why, Why show us, why are you showing us pictures of the Northern lights? What has that got to do with UAP? Um, but all it's all—it's all just saying. Here's a place where NASA could be very useful, and this is another place where NASA's where we could we can we can use NASA's uh, you know the trust with the public can be exploited here, and this is another reason why NASA should be involved. And so it seems like it, fun, it seems motive? like a funding application. Yeah, was that what it was? Was it just like, yeah. hey guys, pay attention to NASA again? We want to enjoy this blip that UFO is are having, and like. Yeah. We have nothing we want- to add to this conversation whatsoever, or that we will yeah, not but- share with you the actual stuff we know. Or it was, but but if you give us some funding, we'll develop new sensor technology. Yeah, uh, and you know, and we'll recalibrate the stuff we have if you give us more money. Look, they did. So, they did. Make- and I'm not. Go ahead. No, I was going to say because I'm not one of those people who says, "Oh, you know, the whole UFO thing is just the Pentagon trying to get more money." But this, Na- the NASA thing, reads it reads like a funding proposal. Mm-hmm. It doesn't read like anything to do with UAP. It's all just here's the thing NASA could do if you want us to do it, and here's another thing. But weren't you inspired by their words, like that there is no proof that there's anything extraterrestrial in origin yeah. to these objects, though it might be. I mean, isn't that well, doesn't that solve the mystery for you? Well, it's nice that Bill Nelson actually said we don't know what these things are. <laughs> he said that. But the fact that right before saying we don't know what these things are, he says that we have found no evidence uh, that UAP, UAP are extraterrestrial. And the thing is that and that may be true if, you know, depending on how you define evidence. Um, but the, the converse is also true. Uh, and no one asks him this. Well, uh, actually, James Fox kind of a little bit asked him, but no one just said, have you? found any evidence of a terrestrial origin for any for these UAP because the answer to that question is going to be no uh, because we know that we know from we know that all of the terrestrial explanations have been ruled out uh, we know it's not a foreign adversary we know it's not a dark project you know uh, so uh, that leaves Something. Uh, something. Something. But that, yeah. I, it's a stupid. To me, it's like so silly. Also, because it's like, what, what, like, what, what's going to constitute proof for you? Like, I mean, 
Yeah. There was no extraterrestrial, like, oh, no fucking, no shit, Sherlock, of course. Like, it's, yeah. <laughs> we're, all, we're all trying to conclude. Now, I also read they didn't have access to anything classified. So it was just sort no. of what. Well, they have ac they have access to it, but they were excluding it from their study. Yeah, because. I mean, they have classified stuff, but they, they chose they chose to only deal with uh, unclassified material. Uh, that was, to me, like it was it was not even anticlimactic it was non there was just no there wasn't a start or a finish it was just a dud and this and then no. bill nelson this senator who seems so concerned about this issue has actually been kind of uh in the past sort of vocal and somewhat supportive and all this um, yeah. acted like he had just heard about grush on the nightly news which yes i, I mean is there yeah. nightly news anymore? That's one of I my big there questions. Is. Okay, uh, but I believe uh, I believe you have to. You, I think you legally have to be seventy years old to watch it. <laughs> I mean, I look. I rem I had. I'm getting it had there. It's day, but um, yeah. The the nightly news reports on David Grush. I'm not even sure they did any nightly news on David Grush, but uh, yeah. that's that's his level of curiosity about what's going on in the in the sphere. I would say yeah, I would say the only thing that I was positive about. I don't know if I can find it, but was the section where. They talked about reporting mechanisms uh, and creating like um, uh, aerial traffic management, you know, um, and that that NASA could be leveraged to create a, a proper civilian reporting system for UAP. So that was encouraging. That, yeah. You know, there was something practical okay. saying, you know, that NASA could be involved with coordinating, you know, FAA and, uh, you know, what do they, what do they call it? A ATM? And what is it? No, I, I forget what they call it. Something not ATM. Um, it's a cash machine, which I'm sure yes. there's some sort of metaphor we can make there. But yes, but basically, air traffic management or air, you know, management of, you know, uh, of the skies, um, yeah. so that, that NASA could help coordinate. Uh, set up a report, a proper reporting system that would record metadata and c collate, you know, m um, multiple witnesses and that sort of thing. So that there was a practical mm -hmm. uh, uh, concern uh, and, uh, you know, a, sort of a, addressing a, a real world problem mm -hmm. yeah. that exists yeah. that, you know, that, you know, that not only is there no uh, real uh, coordinated mechanism for people uh, civilians to report UFOs or UAPs uh, or anything else in the sky. Uh, there's been a concerted effort to avoid there being mm -hmm. a system uh, to make it impossible. Yeah. So if NASA lent their uh, credentials and their respectability to a reporting mechanism, mm -hmm. that would be that would be useful. They also, uh, and I agree with you. I mean, I think that what we're we seem to have at the bare minimum now a whole battery of agencies trying to put together data collecting stuff. System, yes. Yeah. Whether it's yeah, things like Galileo project or somebody will, I suppose, have to comb through all of this data and AI and all this to kind of find the, the diamonds in the rough, the needles in the haystack or whatever we want to say. But Mm -hmm. um, at least there will be plenty of data. Um, and that's one of the roles that NASA has suggested for themselves as being the clearinghouse for the data and using um, artificial intelligence mm -hmm. 
to sift through it and seek, you know, find patterns. But don't you feel a certain level of cynicism, even if there is data being collected, given this um, kind well, of limp response? Do you wonder, like, okay, aren't we just replaying fucking Blue Book? I mean, we've spoken oh, to the, the, you know, the scion of uh pro, you know heineck and and jay allen well, heineck I, and i just we know this, they're we know they do this and they just they create well comp they and create they, these and, programs and then and to just fucking lie to people and they're using the exact same excuse that uh is because i'm actually just reading uh jay allen heineck's first book the ufo experience okay and all three through that he keeps complaining that that uh project blue book they would just say not enough data mm-hmm and that would be the end of the discussion, which is exactly what, you know, like what Kirkpatrick has done with the sphere and, you know, uh, that, that he showed the video for just saying not enough data. And, mm -hmm. and so we're done. Mm -hmm. And that's, and he said like the, the bulk of this, of the uh, investigations that should have been the first stage of an investigation in blue book, Heineck goes on and on and on about this over and over again in the book. Uh, there would just be, they would just label it unexplained or not enough data. And that's how it would sit. Like there would never be not enough data. Let's get some more of that data. Yeah, let's uh, you know, yeah, and, and, examine and it. And Heineck would be side. arguing. Yeah, and Heineck would be arguing. Well, we we know there's some physical evidence out there. Why don't we get out there and and uh, and get get to the bottom of it? And they'd say, No, we're good. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. listen, I do want to say. Um, as sarcastically as possible, that they you should mm -hmm. be reassured because they did announce a new director. For oh, their, he's not program. not a secret anymore. Oh, did they finally release uh, the name? Because it was a, it was anonymous. They put the name out. Uh, yeah, yeah. They they yeah, they announced that they were going to do it, and then someone asked, "Well, can you tell us the name?" No. Yeah, no. They for harassment no. purposes, they wanted to. They they everybody's getting harassed on the yeah on the group, which I I don't think anybody should get you know harassed or overly no. bullied. On either side, yeah. I, I, like in the pro or the con, like the UFO community should not be harassing them for being clearly uh ignorant of the entire issue even though <laughs> yeah, that's well, you put it that way yeah <laughs> you know i know it's... they should yeah they, they shouldn't be harassed for you know you know if they if the people on this panel because i'm sure there's tons of people at nasa that are more knowledgeable and up to date on things but clearly the people who were selected for this panel were the people who knew the least possible about ufos yeah and i think what you're seeing is because nobody should be threatened because somebody they're, they're claiming like they're yeah. and, and i'm sure not i'm sure it's true that they that somebody was threatening and doing all that kind of shit because it feels like this is a moment where there's a lot of attention on the issue and it's bringing out the the fucking wackadoodles um yeah. and it's also bringing out the naysaying you know uh academia stinker, well, yeah they're being you know kind yeah. of self-interested well, and they're they're being harassed by the academic world, the uh, by academia. They're being harassed, and they're constantly being told to get off of this. Don't don't touch this subject. You'll mm. ruin your career. You'll have no credibility. Mm. Um, you know. Well, that's and again, that's I, hard. You know, no one wants to hear that. No, and it's true because I mean, as you said, we look at like just a couple. Was it last week? The New York Times did that smear thing on that smear piece on Avi Loeb, mm -hmm. uh, where they somehow managed to depict a guy who is incredibly accomplished as having never done anything mm -hmm. except be really paranoid and bitter. Yeah. And being and a mama's boy. Mm -hmm. 
and uh, except yeah, for having and, like a hundred and ninety some odd record breaking like pro- uh, papers, uh, you know, published. Yeah, but there was that one time he said he should have been given more credit on something, and the other and the people said he shouldn't. Yeah, that's true. And there is that one guy so, in in Arizona who hates him, who was quoted like sixty like sixty times yeah, in the piece. Like, yeah. and another thing, you know, like so I don't like bitter, this. I don't like yeah. this. I don't like that. Oh wait, what we got here? What? What do we got here? Throwing out graphics. All what's what happening? Here? Oh, this is. Oh, Mark. Mac- oh, that's the NASA. What this the NASA McElmurney? report? Is that his name? Uh, oh, that, well, actually, that's the new director of UAP research. Yes, Mark. Mark. He's come out of the shadows. McKinnerney? McNearney. Clearly, they need to find a new person like with a, an easier just, to spell name. I know we're doing, we're doing a bit from my movie, <laughs> The Wrong Guy. Um, <laughs> trying to pronounce me Mick, and Kevin. Mark McElnerney. Yeah. Well, this, well, this is just another way to, to throw up dust yeah. and obscure the truth by putting an unpronounceable name. Yeah. Anonymous was easier than this shit. Yes. Uh, yeah. He is the new director of UAP. Oh, there it went. UAP it, research. Um, for NASA. For NASA. That's yeah. And uh, congratulations, Mark. Yes. Uh, good. <laughs> good luck on your data collecting. Mm-hmm. Um, may you. Nice for- Yes, it's a promotion. Hopefully, it's, he's not a guy that used his job was airbrushing, you, you know, flying saucers out of old footage. Yeah, totally. Um, I'm sure we'll we'll he can he can bitch in the cafeteria with uh, Kirkpatrick about how how mean they're being treated. Yes, yeah. It is and, a funny job to take, I guess. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, an exciting job, presumably, but in this in this context, it just seems to be so little interest um, in the actual issue they claim to be interested in. Yeah. And just it, well, they seem the issue they seem interested in is tamping down interest. Um, it, it, I mean, the NASA uh, arrow, uh, they both just seem to be like uh, thinking how, like, let's be as much like blue book as possible. Like, let's go through everything the blue book did to make everyone furious. Mm-hmm uh and repeat it yeah you know and yeah. and that that seems to be exactly what's going on i mean again that that the why lead with uh it's the same thing like like when you lead with uh you know 95 percent can be explained all right then why bother to bring it up mm-hmm. don't don't bring up the stuff you've explained they aren't they are by definition not uap mm-hmm. so True. like in this report why do we have why do they uh put up pictures uh, and for some reason, they do a very uh, blurry blow up of the the orb that uh, the sphere that Kirkpatrick released, um, like as when the, you know there's actually pretty clear video mm-hmm. uh, yeah. of it. Um, but why put up the Northern Lights? Why put up uh, you know all these images that, of things that are have nothing to do with it? You know, like spiral clouds, and you know, there's no, no reason for any of it. Because uh, the American public are idiots, apparently, and you know, and that their job is to is to kind of yeah. tap you on the head, you know, put your hand out the window during a hurricane and say it's drizzling and whatever. They could have just focused on the five percent they can't explain and really yeah. just dig into those and try to Which is the only part that's interesting. Or yes. they could show you pictures of a nice sunset. Why is that in the report? The picture of a you know, it's like, oh, I knew it all along. UAFOs are just nice sunsets. I will say there was an interesting fact outside of the NASA hearing that I had re- I hadn't realized 
because there was um there's been a couple earthquakes and then there's been a couple of reports of uap around earthquakes there was a big earthquake in uh, yeah. turkey i think a huge one in morocco recently and um yeah uh lots of damage and and just terrible what happened there and there was there was a some reporting of of lights and kind of UAPs just preceding the earthquake and then and apparently it is it is a, a widespread phenomenon that lights do appear um prior to earthquakes and they're documented and photographed but apparently it's a it's the it's the friction of the plates sort of creating some electromagnetic um activity essentially sort of lightning that mm -hmm. um that does actually create that phenomenon. I thought that was just sort of a cool scientific, um, yeah. you know, no, I all, seen all the pressure, all this sort of energy. And then when it's moving, it's almost like, I guess, like flint, you know, like flint on a rock. And it's going to send out this uh, kind of, you know, wave of light. Um, and I guess you do see a ton of that. I don't know if this is the same principle, but you do see a ton of that around volcanic eruptions. You see, you know, crazy hellish lightning going on around yeah. there. So. Well, there's even like the um, the fires in Canada uh, produce lightning. Oh, really? Um, Just the, yeah, some like sort of heat yeah, against the atmosphere intense, type of thing. Yeah, intense fires. Yeah, I forget what they what it's called. I I read it, but yeah, the uh, the clouds of smoke can actually uh, generate lightning. Oh, um, that's cool. quite which will which will then cause further fires. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. That's, you know, that's the lightning and also and also tornadoes that basically create fire tornadoes. So that's been going on in Canada. Well, this. they're so strong. I mean, they did right. They just they they create their own kind of mini atmosphere yeah. that then has to compete with. Um, uh, I don't know anything about atmospheric science. So yes. I'm going to stop yeah. right there before I, <laughs> yeah. you know, well, really they definitely embarrass myself. Deplete, they definitely deplete the environment of oxygen and. Uh, you know, and so so that becomes fuel. And it's as I said, then somehow I didn't realize that clouds of smoke can actually generate lightning yeah once they're that's wild yeah so yeah. it's not like we're not aware there are certain phenomenon out there of lights oh yes there's tons the of things there's balloons now they are one of these things like the other day i was like are you fucking kidding me like they're coming up with like drones that are look exactly and behave exactly like jellyfish <laughs> i'm like we're really We'll never know. I mean, we're never going to be able to tell anything up there. How will we know anything is anything when they've got these drones that look like spiked balls now? They've got, they do have a, a real kind of visual uh, variety of um, things that are going up in the sky. Yeah. yeah. But they, let's like the other thing, but there was an article in, God, which newspaper said, does, does this new drone technology explain UAP? And it's that, you know, they can, apparently they can make sudden, maneuvers right and left maneuvers and then but the fact is they apparently could only fly at about 12 feet high they could only travel at a few miles an hour and they could only stay in the air for about 15 minutes ah, okay well, but that, could yeah. this explain the tic tac is the headline <laughs> oh, and it's well no no it couldn't uh, yeah and you know and it's the fact that you know that still that most of the media are so eager to just cling on to any ridiculous uh excuse to not cover the story yeah yeah so they go oh there's a there's a drone that does nothing that's say that's the tic tac right yeah no and there's nothing in this what i would characterize as not a great month for the uap topic uh there is nothing that would convince me that there isn't just comp it, to me it's not a like 
are they or isn't aren't they is there or isn't there i mean the the sh- the crazy volume of if you bother to look for a minute into this over the course of 70 80 years um there's absolutely zero question that there's a phenomenon in the skies in the water and it's being seen this is more just the i feel like the blowback of this yeah. new cycle of interest that is kind of bringing out the goon squad like everybody wants their like the grifters come out they want to make some money the um you know the 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 debunkers or whoever the people that want to yeah. come out and say this is shit this is nothing going on and it just really is successful at throwing sand up in the air and creating yeah. a ton of distraction um, yeah, I know people like Stephen Greer claiming that he's already been contracted to run a strike force to retrieve. And doesn't he? You know, and he's like got seminars. You got to spend all this money on to talk to the aliens and shit like this. And this is yeah. like, yeah, I, I think that's just the, you know, that's the that's as much of an enemy of this whole topic as the, you know, cranky congressperson like. Mike Turner of Ohio, who's brought yes. up prominently on Weaponized this week by Jeremy and uh, and George Knapp, who's so Mike Turner uh, was on Maria Bartiromo. Bartiromo, yes, yes, and he was just saying these fucking whistleblowers don't know. You know, they can they come forward? They've always talked to somebody and they don't know anything. And isn't that interesting? So he's he was just come out fist flying, and he's apparently a real. Uh, enemy of the legislation being pushed in the Senate by Chuck Schumer trying to and and he's the one who has blocked uh, giving a, a select a subcommittee uh, subpoena power to look at UAP the, okay so the, that let's be clear Mike Turner is the representative from Ohio a Republican and he is chairman of the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence and also who do you think pays this guy's bills when he's running for Congress. Dave. Right. Patterson Air Force Base is in the middle of his district. Yeah. So what 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 do we know about Wright Patterson <laughs> yeah. Air Force Base? It is where whatever was crashed in Roswell, uh, whatever you want to believe crashed in Roswell. I, I believe it was a, a UFO uh, was transported uh, under extreme secrecy and security to Wright-Patterson Air Force Base. So the note I get uh, from the studio when I write my UFO screenplay and I have the, like, you know, the the crooked congressman who's, like, uh, getting his funds from the, the same place where they have the UFO, the note is, like, can we not, like, is that, like, too on the nose? Can we maybe, yeah, yeah. can you just sort of, can you judge that a little bit so that, you know, it feels a little bit more credible or believable? But no, in fact, yeah. the guy that's holding up all of the UFO legislation uh, Mike Turner from Ohio, whose number, by the way, is 202-225-6465 if you want to complain um, mm. and have your voice be heard. 202-225-6465. I'm sure Chrissy's we'll on it right put now. We'll that on the screen like in the, three in dimensional the po- in numbers when we post this. Flying around. We'll put that up on the, yeah, yeah really. But yeah, and he also, he's, he's, he's also, I guess he was leaning on Comer to stop the, any more investigations because in his words, it's going to embarrass DOD. What does that have to do with anything? It's going to embarrass them. Who? It's going to be the DOD, DOD Department of Defense will be de- embarrassed if we show that they've been committing heinous felonies for for 80 years. It, listen, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. Be, 
Yeah, there's nothing more embarrassing than than having destroying uh, careers for you know and yeah yeah maybe committing murders. Just saying, that's embarrassing. I would be embarrassed and lying and being you know lying to the public for eighty years. So is that um, really his? Is that really his case to make? That- that's what he said. Yeah, he said it's. It will this will be? I think it's Comer. He leaned on uh, when Burchett was trying to get a, uh, you know, um, the go ahead for a subcommittee uh, to 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 stop to have no more hearings because it's because it's going to be embarrassing for DOD. Here is a question I have for. Um, I'm I'm going to let it out of the bag, Dave. I'm All excited. Right. We have a guest coming up. Uh, in the next couple of weeks, I'm pretty excited about mm-hmm. the the George Knapp is. Oh, be I on, like him. Really, I like him a lot. Tom yeah, Dave. legendary uh, goat. You might call him the goat of UAP mm-hmm. investigation. George Knapp. We will be in Las Vegas with the man himself, s- squeezing out as many podcasts as we can from this from this man because he is a. Uh, he is a wealth of information and knowledge and history on this issue. George Knapp was the Las Vegas uh, uh, news anchor who was contacted and uh, and then broke the Bob Lazar story, which mm-hmm. is enduring, <clears throat> enduring in its mystery yes. and wonder and astonishment and controversy and all of that. Um, yes, and and because even previous to Bob Lazar, he had he had his like now famous interviews with John Lear. Mm-hmm. Um, on uh, I think it was John Lear that sort of, sort of, sort of dragged George into this world, and then Bob Lazar, I guess, just shut the door behind George. Said, "You're in now." Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's so, he is yeah. a wealth of story. So, um, I'm dying to hear what uh, what George has to say about all this because my question was, and this was what got me on that tangent. It's like we've. Dave Grush goes to the Congress. He says, I've got the addresses. I've got the phone numbers. Talk to me after the thing. We'll do the now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Now, you might have an answer to this, maybe because he couldn't tell them except in a skiff. I suppose that is why everybody didn't jump in their cars with Dave and be like, okay, like drive us to the, you've got the, mm-hmm. which garage, which storage space uh, is the uh, ship being held in? Why don't we have somebody, uh, you know, even an, an assistant in Burchette's office just, you know, going to the various storage locker? I don't know what. Nobody's looking yeah. for this fucking. Nobody's looking for the stuff. Mm-hmm. Or well, we'll see. I, I don't know. It's um, 
because I know you didn't like it, but I, I thought the um, uh, Jesse Mickles, Mitchells, I can't remember. Yeah, it looked like Mickles. Yeah, but the uh, for uh, his his site, which is called Something Alchemy. What's it called? I think it's called Something Alchemy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's a great site and yeah. it does great interviews. He did, um, he did a very he did a very thorough job. Up. I didn't. I wasn't poo pooing the. My it, it, what this was was he announced a uh, this interview that had apparently been prepared for a year or so. Uh, he actually was with Grush the day of the testimony. He knew him through a friend from the Air Force. They kind of met, and David gave him all this access. It seems. Um, yeah. Uh, and then he did this sort of both interview slash kind of sort of a, a a primer on primer on ufo history and as and well and cons- a little some conspiracy theories too were creeping in mm-hmm. there and he he does a good job seems like a very smart guy i i had an issue with just the optics it seemed just like a peculiar forum for his next follow-up uh mm-hmm. and i just thought from a kind of pr perspective my kind of um i put on my cheesy uh marketing hat to just go like well i mean we're like walking shorts in the woods i don't know it just seemed like a an ad for uh adirondack uh, backpacks or something like i didn't know what what, i didn't know what we were getting the content was pretty good yeah i and i even like the i liked i liked that casualness of it i like the fact that you were getting a sense of just who this person is uh yes. so you're getting you know because it's been there's been so much done to try and shape the perception of him mm-hmm. and this he just you know it just you got a real sense of the of who he is as a person uh that he's not a ufo guy he's not you know that he's he's learned about this through the course of his job yeah and you know and he's and yeah. he's curious and intellect is an, an intelligent curious scientifically minded person um and he also got a little, we also got a little more information out of it. Not not a ton, but like at least one thing was that he made it very clear um, that a number of the people that he had talked to have already been deposed by Congress by uh, uh, so by they're the scheduled or they have been con- they've been already questioned they've been already they've already vetted. Yeah, that num- yeah they've been they've been going they're already in the process they're already in the process of uh, of giving testimony. Yeah, there there seems uh, to, there seems to be widespread rumblings that a first-hand witness whistleblower is in the pipeline. That there is yeah. somebody who is now going to say, "I've worked on the shit. I've seen the shit. This is something we can ask George Knapp about. See what he's heard." Um, and look, I would say Grush did come across kind of as like a bro. Like you sort of get it. Like he he was kind of accessible. He's very, very knowledgeable, um, acutely knowledgeable of these various programs and plans and laws and rules. And he has obviously studied them hard and probably because he doesn't want to go to jail if he says the wrong thing and needs to know, have his T's crossed and I's dotted. Um, Yeah, to me, like I said, it was an initial sort of optics thing. Like, is this the best way, the most serious presentation of this material given its magnitude and scope and stakes and because people will even sympathetic people like myself will throw stones at the slightest thing um you know that yeah was I guess, my it question. just struck me very yeah i guess it just struck me differently very differently and that to me i just i liked the human the the humanity of it that he just he seemed like a, a 
just a really good guy, like mm-hmm. a guy you'd want to sp- spend a day wandering around in the woods with. Yes. You know? Yes. And, and it, Our, it did. It did. Ultimately, when I watched, I was like, oh, that wasn't as bad. I got a little, there was a little, it got a little Kennedy alien stuff. I don't know. It started to, to me, diverge this this fellow yeah uh, Mickle yeah. Jesse what's his name yes oh the uh Jesse I it's I think it's Mickles okay. I don't know we should I could someday went, I'll he look went it up heavy on his own theories it was sort of a dual he interview did. almost yeah. and that was yeah. in some of those places I was like oh boy um yeah well it's definitely the everything. yeah the uh yeah the notion that there was uh yeah a Kennedy UAP inquiry a week before yeah that that thing that like I guess that Kennedy tried to get some information about UFOs the week before he was assassinated. Right. It was definitely the one thing. I think that's what you're talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was the thing yeah. about Oppenheimer and the Manhattan, but I that I actually found quite. I found that quite believable. Actually, I was. I was. Oh, kind of, definitely. Yeah. I was well, like, I. Yeah, I mean, we it know that. Makes sense. Yeah, and I mean, there is. You know, I mean, I mean, that's the well, the Trinity uh, crash. That Jacques Vallée uh, and um, oh, I forget the name of his co-author on that Italian researcher uh, Trinity, the best kept secret book that Jacques Vallée just put out. Okay, uh, I mean that is related to the first nuclear bomb tests. It happened about twenty days after the first bomb was dropped. Okay, uh, was that uh, you know that just out on the you know in the Trinity uh, test site uh, there was a a. Uh, a UFO crash. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that apparently from the first time they started testing them, there were multiple, you know, there's, I guess there's records of multiple uh, strange lights and objects uh, all around the, uh, the uh, test sites. Yeah. We're at the Mexico uh, general assembly, UAP, uh, big to do, uh, let's set the stage. Yeah. We had a, a star-studded lineup of uh, credible folks. Um, at least on the masthead, there was going to be Avi Loeb. We know Ryan Graves was there. There was a lot of testimony by some yeah. of the uh, most credible uh, folks in this um, in this yeah. saga. I believe James Fox also testified James, as well. James Fox was there. And then uh, with great... Uh, uh, circumstance and pomp and excitement and surprise. This fellow, uh, Jaime Mousson. Jaime Mousson, yes, a journalist uh, from Mexico with a somewhat spotty record um, on the UAP issue, shows up with coffins. He opens the coffins and presents three bodies um, that he says are 1,000 year old mummies from Peru, taken from mines uh, that are not any species on Earth. And he presented them as scientifically proven to be, uh, to have 30% of their DNA that it it, it connects to nothing on Earth. And he made this like grand sort of thing. Twitter exploded. My brain exploded. It was uh, like last week or something, or maybe a little earlier than that. And uh, oh my God, they brought out bodies. There's bodies, bodies, bodies. Everybody's talking about bodies. And with about a, mm-hmm. within about ten minutes or less, there was this just cascade of of yelling and shouting, and it's a hoax, and this guy's a nutcase, and he's a huckster and a grifter, and um, so 
uh, Ryan Graves came out to say, I'm ashamed. The next day, I didn't want to be a part of this. Um, I'm out of here. Nick Pope, uh, who is the uh, was worked in the Defense Department in the UK, um, called sort of called BS on this. And a lot of people were saying, you know, that this was a hoax. Um, What is your uh, Mm -hmm. what is your take on this? Because there have been a couple couple developments on this front. Yeah, well, one thing I think a little context is that uh, Jaime Musan is a huge star in Mexico. Okay. Like it is a, he's had a TV show that's been on for decades um, in Mexico, very popular on, on about UFOs. And he's been reporting UFOs, showing UFO videos. There's for, our little guy. There, Chris yes. has a graphic up. And I will, yeah. I will point out that, that, that creature does appear to have the head of my infant son. That is what my son looked like for about five mm-hmm. to six months before he got cute. So yeah, the body was not. He was much fatter than that. Yeah, um, not the pronounced hips. He, he didn't have the he didn't have the bony hips. He did have the large head and the sort of like boxer eye, like like somebody. Had, um, then he just then he became a wonderfully handsome fellow. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, that's that's the only thing I can say personally about this this creature. But sorry, I interrupted you. So he's a big yeah, star. But no, in but Mexico. it's. So he is a big star. That's why he's kind of he was kind of like the star witness on the panel up there. Mm. Uh, I didn't and I didn't watch. I've only seen a few clips from the from it because it, most of it was in Mexican, so I couldn't even figure it out. That's unacceptable. Um, yeah, because I'm I'm from Canada. Yeah, um, you guys speak French. I mean, there's a whole country in between between us and uh, and Mexico. Yeah, they should have um, helped you with that. Yeah, um, but so he so he is quite a celebrity. And but then he he kind of uh, uh, used that celebrity and that notoriety and all that to to hype up the uh, the the Atacoma alien body that he had. Was that what it was called? Right. That sounds right. Because it's different uh, and, from these guys, which are the yeah. they're the Na- Nazca mummies. Yeah, the Nazca and that and the, but that was the one that he got um, Gary Nolan involved with. We talked to Gary from about Stanford. this. Yeah. Yeah. And you got Gary Nolan to analyze it, and Gary Nolan did, and came up with the result that it was a human child who had sadly suffered from multiple deformities um, and probably died from those. Um, And so, and but that, but but then Jaime Musson still caught caught a lot of of shit for that. Yeah, yeah, and and Jaime Musson still kept claiming that it was alien. and they had this huge arena event uh, where he announced that it was where, you know, he showed the, uh, you know, images and claimed it was alien. And and clearly Gary Nolan had told him, no, it's not. So those so, so don't do that. So that which also has made Gary Nolan very uh, cautious about entering into that that area yeah. again. So I, like, I don't think he's going to do an analysis of these bodies. He doesn't want to get yelled at again for uh, telling yeah. them that's not what they want to hear. Now, I will say. Well, first of all, George Knapp, who will be coming to a uh, really with Tom and Dave episode near you, uh, and always like and subscribe us. By the way, just remember we are going to have a we have a new YouTube channel at Really with Tom and Dave. We also are still on the Stampede Podcast Network. Uh, I just mm-hmm. want to make sure we keep that coming through. You can see our podcast yes. for the next couple of weeks on both the Stampede Podcast Network 
and, and at really with Tom and Dave, but then we will move our and, whole operation over to at really with Tom and Dave yes. on YouTube. And we're still on, of course, Instagram at really underscore podcast underscore. Is that it? Jesus, Chrissy, <laughs> can you help him with that? Because I can't. <laughs> yeah, I think that's I think that's our. But our, uh, uh, in any of but anyway, George, George Knapp said essentially about uh, Jaime was that, you know, he was a, he was doing good good journalism, good work on this issue. Then he said he got sort of the UFO, people get the UFO disease and they need to sort of keep content coming out and they just get more susceptible and susceptible and susceptible. And that was sort of what he had said. Uh, and I think he said in relation to these bodies as presented, which was more or less like subject them to test peer review if you're really convinced. Um, yeah. And, oh, here we go. Oh, there's our, oh, there really, yeah. Okay. Really underscore podcast, really official. Okay. There you go. That's our that, Instagram. That, it's not, not officy. It goes to official. If you, oh, there it is down at the bottom. Okay. Um, okay. Okay. We got it. Go, go Chrissy. <laughs> yep. Go Chrissy, um, go. And so anyway. But so, that's the thing. Yeah. It's like, it, they, they look weird and they, but again, it's, I'm at this place where I, I can't dismiss it out of hand uh, because just because something seems weird and crazy and it comes from a weird and crazy source. And he's not totally where like what George said is true. He he had been doing uh, really good high profile work on the UFO issue for for decades. And it said it had and that audience of millions of people would tune in to watch his show every week. It was sort of the unsolved uh, mysteries of Mexico, right? Yeah, and it's been you know, and it's a as I said, he's a huge you know star. There's a great there's a documentary about his uh, show uh, that I can't remember the name of. I was going to try to look it up, but it's on. You can watch it on Amazon. There's a documentary about uh, Jaime. Um, so yeah, so if somebody will do the testing, I haven't read any of the analysis of those bodies. Well, what I was um, going to say is there was kind of an update uh, as of this recording, which was it's actually it was in the UK Telegraph, which um, you know is what it is. Um, not not entirely the National Enquirer, I would say, mm -hmm. but uh, a gentleman named Jose de Jesus Zalce Benitez who is the director of health sciences uh, research Institute of the secretary of the Navy for Mexico uh, did a, they did spectrometry, they did x-rays, they did a series of tests, which were, Oh, you know, this, that Jaime was kind of overseeing and a part of to sort of prove his case. Um, according to this uh, scientist who has his military credentials and I, seems to have kind of government credentials. He said that the test proved that this was not, um, as reported, a stitched together carcass. This was not something that was just made, sewn together. He said this was a complete skeleton, um, mm -hmm. which I found interesting. I don't know, you know, the, I don't know the credibility of this person into these tests, well, that would, but that is an interesting. That would be significant because in terms of things like the, the three fingered hand, I believe. Right. And, yeah. Say, yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, if, this is, if this is an actual body of something that would be yeah. intriguing. Yeah. And that's what I say. I, I, you know, I, if, if, if people will do the analysis, obviously there's been some analysis according to that. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty deep. That's a pretty important bit of, uh, data. 
I mean, um, yeah, he said that this is not. Um, I mean, I think yes, I think all of it should be subjected to peer review. I think this, all of it should be looked at. Yeah, by well, it's also the, the fact that, that they have they have metal breastplates as part of them. There's there's um, that there's this sort of piece of metal in the chest. Oh, uh, but that is made up of. Um, in part, I forget what os, osminium or something like that. Basically, they said it's like the rarest mineral on Earth. Is it like adamantium that is in Wolverine's a, skeleton a little, in X Men? I, I don't know, okay. but it's definitely. Uh, if, if we can, well, they call them look that up. But they call them reptilian, it, and and one of them mm-hmm. they said was female and had eggs in her body. Yeah, because weren't there three? Weren't there the two little ones, and then there was one larger one? Was that? I'm, yeah, I'm I feel confused. like one of them was named Clara. Who I think might have the he eggs named the in two, her body. Yes, yeah. They said they sound yeah found so essentially yeah. Now Jaime's also in trouble with Peru because on top of they're saying he on stole top of all yeah. the <laughs> top of all the people yelling at him that these are not real. Peru is is yelling that this is sort of mis- cultural misappropriation. These are these are pre-Hispanic objects from Peru, and why have you stolen our mummies? Um, Yes. So we do. We have a little bit of that going on. So he has to defend himself there as well. Yes. So there are definitely yeah. some issues around this. I, I was going to broadly lambaste this as a as a as a terrible setback, and now they've got these some of these scientific tests, which kind of have created a little bit of a room for interest and well, questions. Yeah. But that's the other thing. I was just thinking, if it's like if it's a, yeah, if it's a hoax, it would seem weird to try to to to. Uh, make up make these plates from the rarest mineral on earth that seems like a long way to go well, in a hoax if it's a hoax there's they're still digging hard i mean that's if you want you know i mean i would say they're uh they got all these doctors together there's the daily mail well, yeah, yeah, not yeah. yes mummified alien corpses are from single skeletons were not assembled mexican doctor claims as he examines eggs in one of the non-human bodies during new lab tests jesus merciful goodness. yeah well that's I mean that that seems to lend a little weight to it, you know, or at least that we should keep an open mind until we get you know uh, studies published. Yeah, they're crazy looking guys. You know, I will say um, if you are interested, but- if you are interested in archaeological bodies mysteries from the past, have I recommended this Netflix documentary to you? Cave um, of Bones. Oh, Cave of Bones. I, you know, I started to watch that the other night, and then I, but I got sleepy. Well, uh, start again. <laughs> I want to watch it again. Yeah, start yes, again they, because it is this is this fucking discovered an, amazing. Another another uh, family member of the uh, the Homo. Well, it's no, it's like an entirely. Um, well, it is in these the Homo realm, but the what they discover and and the reason it's great is because it continues to build and build and build i won't utterly spoil it for people listening that went but i i highly recommend if you have any interest in archaeology there is a cave in south africa where they discovered um in an, an impossible location inside this cave a a wealth of bodies that were skeletons that were 250,000 years old. So we're talking, you, you, you might luck out if you get a jaw or a tooth or a, you know, one femur or a finger. These were full bodies, multiple bodies of this species that was around 250,000 years ago. But then subsequently, 
what they began to realize what this cave was, what this cave meant to these beings, what they were. Now, they had brains that were just slightly larger than chimpanzees. Um, Mm -hmm. And the description of them is amazing. I mean, they had sort of teeth like ours, um, features like ours, but also features that were very primate-like. They could obviously climb really well, but mostly they were wanderers. But they're... It all has to do with how they treated their dead, which completely they did, they did ceremonial flips. burials. It just right? flips the narrative that 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 the way we treated our dead and spirituality went with the growth of our brains, and instead we starting with these relatively small brained species. That um, it changes the it it crashes the train. It's so fascinating and and surprisingly emotional. Uh, this documentary, it's really good. So I'm. I'm I'm throwing that out there as uh, that if you like your Nazca mummies, uh, this is kind of a, mm-hmm. uh, let's say, a more established science story that I think has just as much kind of wonder and, and fantasy to it. Um, yeah. And, and, that, and there was a, a species of human that coexisted with Homo sapiens yes. for quite some time, yes. I think, right? Yeah. And... Um, yeah, and and the way they uh, viewed the world, and in a, at a time where you would only assume like the most the kind of meager survivalism or sort of animal that that it was this turns all on its ear, and so that was that was kind of fascinating about it. Um, so yeah, these these bodies remain sort of like a cool, big question mark, um, but you know, interesting, and mm-hmm. and I think worth you know worth tracking that story, and uh, I will. Uh, I'll categorize your view as a sort of glass half full uh, month for the yes. phenomenon. Very much so. I will. I will. I will hold off judgment on on the on the mummies. Okay. And you know, my uh, even though my my in, initial reaction is just going, oh yeah, you know, yeah, me not too. again. I know. Um, but you know, if they turn out to be something, maybe not alien, but maybe something that we didn't know about, you know, again, this, this, here's a whole species that mainstream science is finding of, of, uh, humanoids. Tom's new maybe screenplay. The, when, yeah, uh, maybe they're, you know, when the strike's <laughs> over, I'll get my, get my little yeah, alien so pitch going. Maybe there was, maybe these little, these little mummies are some, something else, you know, um, that coexisted. That'd be, cool. that'd be super, super cool. And, um, it, uh, we got to ask, our guest coming soon, George Knapp, the man yep. himself. Um, we'll be talking to him in Las Vegas, so that will be important for everybody to kind of stay tuned for and pay attention to. And again, please, if you can, if you're near a phone, her, uh, nicely and politely harass the office of Mike Turner, Representative Mike Turner, uh, Republican mm-hmm. of Ohio, his number is 202-225-6465. We'll put that on the on our uh, Instagram, our channel, all our various things. Yeah, you, whatever things we the have. The things we yeah. have, um, because he is trying to block the UAP legislation uh, on a bit written of a Written by Chuck Schumer. Written by Chuck Schumer, the majority leader of the Senate, which is, you were telling me, Dave, was it, this, is a, this is a huge disclosure moment um, or potential moment. Um, yeah, I mean, if this does, if this doesn't, the Schumer thing, yeah, uh, well, the Schumer thing, well, it it is so, uh, as I said, much like much like the earlier Gillibrand uh, legislation, it is like bespoke, tailor made 
legislation uh, for the things that the, the community, the UFO community has been talking about forever, and also clearly for the issues that are brought up by Grush's testimony. Uh, you know, even down to things like it was brought up in that that uh, interview with uh, J- uh, Jesse uh, uh, Mick- mm-hmm. Mickles or Mitchells with uh, with Grush. Um, you know, just the the fact that so much of uh, that the atomic, you know, what used to be the Atomic Energy Commission or something that later, you know, became the Department of Energy um, has a a Freedom of Information Act exemption. They have the Atomic Energy exemption. And that, so even in in his legislation, he specifically uh, is written in there to claw out things from the DOE, the Department of Energy, that are not uh, subject to Freedom of Information Act requests. So he's included that. Uh, and again, the fact that he had what twenty five references to non human intelligence. Yeah, it's um, a, it's an astonishing piece of writing for this yeah. august body to be talking about. You know, eminent domain over you know non terrestrial craft and yeah, this, third party third party researchers. This is uh, not you know. yeah, and it has to be made clear to everybody. This is not law yet. This is a proposal. This is uh, going to be submitted, yeah. and and they're going to debate it, and it might go down. Um, and if it does, it could set us back generationally of whether or not this ever comes up again. So, yeah. And for people that just can't sort of accept any kind of incremental progress, you got to, you know, realize that it really is important that the idea of setting up a committee, they're talking about a nine person committee that would re- that would have the power to uh, hear the case for continued uh, classification of material, but that the premises everything about UAP will is to be considered declassified automatically. And this committee will hear arguments from uh, DOD or CIA or whoever's going to present it, Air Force, um, for maintaining uh, this, the uh, classification of the material. So everything's automatically declassified unless an argument can be made that the nine-person independent committee agrees to and and then they report directly to the president, whoever the president is at the time. So there's no deniability anymore mm-hmm. for the presidents, and the pres and there's no keeping the presidents out of the loop anymore. Right. So it's it's really could be a so huge change. With, yeah, with the whistleblower law, which did pass and is now bearing fruit. Uh, David Grush is the first to kind of bravely come forward, but now there appears to be a but- pipeline. Of there are multiple. There are multiple people who have already done their paperwork that have, have their paperwork filed. and are going to come forward. So that is going to be happening. And then Schumer's legislation is as groundbreaking as it sounds. It's it's absolutely um, without precedent. Yeah. And would really. And you're right. Like I joke about why don't they get in the car and go look in the fucking garages? Well, no. They have to do it this way. They have to do it in a formalized uh, fashion. So please call your congressperson, call your senator, your rep, uh, make your voice heard. If you're interested in this in this topic, if you're interested in disclosure, this is really uh, a moment to to be heard and to try to silence the people like Mike Turner, uh, the Ohio rep, who is the chairman of the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence, who gets most of his funding from Wright-Patterson Air Force Base, which figures significantly into the mythology of UAP. Yes. 
the Roswell materials, also the the home of uh, Project Blue Book. Yeah, that's right. Patterson so Air Force Base. Reject this bad screenplay villain and mm-hmm. get them to pass this legislation because um, no one no one would believe this particular plot line, but it is true. The guy who is uh, gets all of his campaign commercials paid for by the very place that's keeping all the secrets, yeah. <laughs> it's, you know, Hang, is, hangar 18 is in his district. Okay. It's holding <laughs> back and wants to, and wants to end this, um, a lot of this UAP yes. disclosure legislation. So that's because it's embarrassing. We don't want to embarrass the DOD. Not yeah. that, uh, because they, they did bad things in the past. Mm-hmm. So, um, so lots of stuff, lots of stuff going on. I think this was good. I think we, I think we nailed this one. Yeah. You know, I All right, carry on, carry on with your lives with the assurance that you have been fully podcasted um, and you mm. can take all this valuable information, you know, into your week and then sound very astute and learned on the UAP events uh, that have been going on, um, you know, and you can make your own glass half full, glass half empty. It's going to be like that sometimes. It's not all yeah. David Grush 24 seven. Sometimes you get Bill Nelson. And uh, and the NASA boring folks to tell you that maybe it's extraterrestrial in origin, but no proof. But maybe so that was really yeah. fulfilling. Yes, uh, yes, it's yeah. We have no evidence, but we don't know what it is. So then you have. So then, why did you say that? <laughs> why are we doing this? Why? why infer? Why infer you know something definite, and then yeah. immediately say we have no idea what we're talking about? Yeah. Why set up that table on the stage in front of the curtain if you didn't have anything yes. to say of value? Yes. And and you know why they they say it because that's the thing they want to be the headline of every story mm-hmm. is no evidence of extraterrestrials is what they want to be the headline in every newspaper in the world, and that's exactly what happened. Well, they're good at this. They've got a lot of practice. They've got 70 years of 70 years of practice and precedent and blue books and whatever. So, yeah, um, it's good they're having hearings. It's good it's out there. It's good the government is being forced to discuss it and talk about it. Uh, and you, but mm-hmm. you see the same old the same old playbook being played. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, it's the old. What's as George Knapp said, who again will be on our podcast uh, very soon. Good. good um. Uh, he said the closer the closer you get to the goodies, uh, the more they will fight back. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, and that's you know, true. Truer words. Let's get him to say that himself. That'll be cool, and then we'll get yeah, it on but, a T-shirt. But in that George Knapp voice. Oh, it's gonna be great. So in person, George Knapp coming up on Really with Tom and Dave. And remember, again, subscribe. Our new YouTube channel is at Really with Tom and Dave. We are still going to be on the Stampede Podcast Network for the next couple of weeks. And then mm-hmm. we'll be transitioning fully over to our YouTube channel. And so yeah. follow us over there or else we'll look like idiots. I know. We'll be like, why did we do this in the first place? Got to yeah. come over and bring yeah. your friends and bring all your UAP curious friends and all that yeah. stuff. The- There'll be dip. There will be good dip and chips. And Dave will say fun stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. so, uh, all right, man. Well, look forward to, uh, next week and then, uh, looking forward to our big trip and, uh, it's always, always a pleasure. Yes. It's nice to see you. Great to see you too. (laughs) Say hi to Alina. Enjoy the show tonight. I, I will. Yes. Yeah. If you're in, I want to hear this. Well, this will be over by the time this comes in, but fair enough. But yeah, we'll see. I I wouldn't say go down to see, I think the show sold out tonight anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, Um, exactly. We're not necessarily going live yet, but no. Um, all right, man. Good stuff. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye.
Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.